Can you believe that it is almost 2020? (laughs) That sounds insane to me, but here we are. You know, we can't slow time, so we are about to dive into a brand new year, a brand new decade. I'm sure you're hearing this a ton all over social media. It's just absolutely nuts, and I'm, I'm both, like, I'm excited because this is, you know, a fresh start, but I'm also trying to be pretty realistic about the fact that, you know, January 1st is not some magical day where your entire life is going to change. So uh, we'll talk about uh, goals for next year, probably in the first podcast episode of the year, which will be Thursday. I believe that's the second. Uh, But for now, what I want to do is dig in a little for this bonus episode about what happened in 2019. It was a crazy year, and I'm excited to kind of unpack a lot of this stuff that happened. Now, you guys know a lot about um, like an overview, I guess, because you've been with me for almost, let's see, it's been since September, I believe. So it was a good chunk of this year where you've heard a lot of my backstory, but I'm going to lay it all out and tell you month by month what happened to me. Now, of course, it's not comprehensive. It's not going to be everything, but it's a good... It's a good idea, I think, of how this year went so you can see how things unfolded for me. So we can start in January. Oh, you know, before we do that, I want to encourage you right now to, if you have some time, maybe do something like this. I did have to go through my social media in order to kind of put some pieces together, and I had to look at old messages that I had with friends to see what dates things were happening. Um, But I think it was really worth it to take a look at how this year went and yeah, I just kind of, you know, bring it with me for next year to see, okay, what do I want to repeat? What do I want to try differently? What do I not want to do? That kind of thing. So, all right, starting in January, that was a probably, (laughs) I I feel like I'm going to keep saying this, but this was one of the craziest months. I wanted to hit the ground running and I did like overboard. (laughs) I, uh, before the month started, so at the end of 2018, I was writing like a crazy person. Uh, I already had a couple of novels ready to go, but I wrote four more. So I had, I had a whole bunch, but what I published in January were six, uh, six novels. Five of them were from my Eliza Boyd pen name, and one was from my Steamy Romance pen name, which this is the only the second time I will announce this publicly. I first announced it on Sarah Steckler's Mindful Productivity podcast, but the name is Kyle Autumn, and I published one book under that name. I also published a Mickey Reed nonfiction book and two journals. That's a, what, six, seven, eight, nine books total that I published all throughout January. It was crazy, but it paid off for me money-wise, which is what my goal was. I was really trying to go all in, do some more marketing tactics that I hadn't utilized ever uh, to really make a go of it at a writing career. And it, it was crazy, but it was amazing because in that single month, in 31 days, I made two times the amount of money that I made in all of 2018 on my books. It was absolutely crazy. So to give you real solid numbers, I made $494 and some change in 2018 on my books. But in January, I made just over $1,000. I didn't grab the the actual number there, but I know the number for for 2018 off the top of my head. Um, But it was just over $1,000 in January. And that's not a ton of money, you know, but for me, that was like, 
it was crazy to see that I could actually probably do this. So that was January. In February, I published two more novels, one Eliza Boyd, one Kyle Autumn, and I think two more journals under my Mickey Reed name. I made more money in February than I did in January, and that only had 28 days, so that was really exciting. But I also discovered the podcast Vanished, and I got really into true crime. I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, and that's really why I ended up starting this one. Not because, obviously, it's not about true crime, but because I dove into podcasts so hard. <laughs> I remember listening to that one like in just a couple days, all the episodes, and I was enthralled. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I looked up a whole bunch of other true crime podcasts. So if you guys want any recommendations for those, I'll link them in the show notes. In March, I published two more no- two more novels, one Eliza Boyd, one Kyle Autumn, another Mickey Reed nonfiction book, and one Mickey Reed journal. And I made even more money in March than I did in February. So Watching the money numbers go up was such a huge incentive. And I was writing in all of this time. I don't remember which books I wrote when, so I can't tell you when I was writing what books. But I was writing at least a book a month during this period as well, trying to market, trying to interact with my readers through two newsletters every single week. And I think I was using my Facebook group at this point, but mm, I can't remember when I made it exactly the schedule that I had, but I was posting every single day, um, twice a day. And one of them was me going out and finding three books from Amazon's free charts that my readers would like. So it was really intense trying to get all of this stuff done because not only do you have to write these books in order to publish them, but you have to edit them and then you have to market them. And I loved writing them, but trying to do all of the other stuff on top of the writing part when I already wasn't all that good at marketing at all. I didn't take any time to learn. So I was having a really hard time trying to juggle it all and find the love for it. But the money numbers kept going up. So I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) Uh, In April, though, I made less money in uh, that month than I did even in January. So it was my lowest month of the year at that point. I published one Eliza Boyd novel and one Eliza Boyd box set. And a box set, if you're not familiar, is just a collection of novels from probably a series. So I think that was my, oh, I don't remember if that was my billionaire series or not. It might have been. I can't remember and I didn't write that down. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I also published one journal, one Make You Read journal. Um, But in this month, I started working with my power coach, Angeline Case. And if you guys remember, she chatted with me about boundaries on my third, I think it was the third episode or the second episode. Um, She is just absolutely amazing and so much of my growth this year, which as you can see, it's mostly been just work stuff. This is just me trying to build my career. But working with Angeline um, started in April and it had a huge impact on how the rest of my year went. Didn't quite happen in May or June, but we'll get there. Um, Also in April, I got into morning tarot and oracle card pulls, which is something I want to be more consistent with in 2020. I actually made a 2020 tarot oracle card pull journal uh, it's just a notebook that I had. Um, I think I don't remember. I might have just bought it. I have a whole bunch that I have designated to other purposes, but um, this one I bought, and I don't think I really th- 
knew what the use was going to be for it, but I'm I'm excited. I printed out all of this really cool stuff and got it all set up with the dates of when all the full moons and new moons and first quarter and all that kind of stuff is going to happen. So, um, oh no, that's my moon journal. Look at me. I'm getting all confused. <laughs> I'll talk about that stuff in a different episode. Um, but for my tarot one, I have like a, a quick snapshot of what all the tarot cards mean. Um, and then I'm going to probably do a little thing about each of my decks and all that. Um, but I really want to get more into that in 2020. Uh, in May, I published one novel. That was an Eliza Boyd novel. Two box sets, one for Eliza Boyd and one for Kyle Autumn, and one Mickey Reed journal. So that was um, four things that I published in May. And in May, I made more money than March, which was my highest month. And I did that with a week to spare in the month. So May was a really good month for me, which was awesome. I had like a tale of really good sales with my billionaire series box set for my Eliza Boyd name. Uh, So that month was super exciting money-wise. I was still working with my coach, and this was actually the first month that I I made a little note about this because it was cool. I baked up my first chocolate cherry walnut baked oatmeal, and I will leave a link to that recipe in the show notes. You guys, it became my favorite baked oatmeal of the year. And if you're not familiar, I have a food blog. It's called Fruit So Hard. It's at fruitsohard.com. And I have like a whole bunch of baked oatmeal recipes because I freaking love them. They're my favorite breakfast, especially in the cold months. This was actually in May when it was really hot, but I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't bother me to turn the oven on. Uh, Baked oatmeal is worth it. All right, moving on to June, I published one Eliza Boyd novel and one Mickey Reed journal. And at this point, I stopped. I didn't go look at all of my month-to-month totals. Um, things um, I can't remember if May was my absolute best month. Um, there was one month where I almost hit $2,000. That was my best month, and I don't remember what month it was. Um, but at this point, things start to tail off on my books, and you'll see. Uh, So in June, I also, I was still working with my coach. I wasn't necessarily giving it the time I needed, but this is when the buildup was starting to happen where I was realizing that, you know, I couldn't have my hour long, two hour long sessions with her on Sundays and then immediately go into work even on Sunday or on Monday. I needed to give things a little bit of time. Uh, I also got my passport in June because I was going to take a trip, and I did take this trip. We'll t- I'll talk about it, uh, but I needed a passport to leave the country, so I finally got one of those. In July, I hit six years of being vegan, which is really exciting. I remember going vegan and seeing all of these people talk about how they've been vegan for X amount of years, and there's a little bit of jealousy. It's like, man, I can't wait to be able to say that. And, you know, in the scheme of things, six years isn't a ton of time. I'm 34 years old, but still, like, it's it's something that – it's not something I cheat on. Like, it's just a part of me, how I live my life now, and it's been six years of doing that consistently, and there's rarely a thing in my life that I do for six years. So that's, for me, something to be proud of. Uh, I also discovered brownie batter oatmeal, and this one wasn't a baked oatmeal. This was something that I threw together. It's not like an original concept, but I just threw some stuff together and was like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, I published one Eliza Boyd novel and one Kyle Autumn box set. Uh, That was a collection of, I think, my, I can't remember if it was my Criminal Deeds books or not. Um, Those are actually one of my favorite sets. I really like my Kyle Autumn stuff, but I don't talk about it publicly because it's a steamy romance series. 
And my Eliza Boyd stuff is super sweet, like Hallmark. So I kept the audience. The audiences are very different, even though I read both. The people who read sweet generally don't like reading the steamy stuff, and I really didn't want to mix any of that up. It was marketing stuff, too. It was easier to keep it separate. Uh, But so for the most part, I really didn't talk about it. I Like I said, this is maybe I think the second time I've publicly announced it up until this point. Only like a handful of people knew that I wrote under that name. Um, I was starting to get more lenient about who I was telling because when I originally started the name, it was just to have the anonymity. Anonymity. That word didn't come out. Um, and to not have the pressure to write a book and people know that it was me. I just, because I'm such a perfectionist, you know, it was nice to just have that freedom. And my very, the first book is actually um, not my favorite. I just wrote it because I was giving myself permission to write garbage. And by the time I was done, I was like, this isn't that bad. So I wrote two more books that followed that and then a novella at the end of that series. And those are the dark covers. If you go, if you look up those books, the light covers, the ones with the white backgrounds are my favorite when it comes to like actual uh, steamy romance. My, the, the dark covers with the red splashes on them. I think it's kidnapped, uh, stripped, and oh man, I can't remember what the other hunted. Um, <laughs> there's so many books out there, um, but those ones are like romantic suspense. They're not connected. They're just like one-off standalone books. But I put them in a series and branded them because they had the same kind of uh, feel in a way. Um, but I really loved writing those. It was very different for me, and I've just I really loved writing under that name. And it might be something that I explore in 2020. Uh, so also in July, I was still working with my coach. Thank goodness I wrote <laughs> in my notes uh, because this is when I hit burnout on my writing career. I was going so hard trying to hit these goals that other people set for themselves that I thought was stuff I needed to do because that's what successful people were doing. Um, but those weren't, it wasn't my stuff I wanted to achieve. Like I, it, To me, it was all about the bottom line, which was money because I was trying to do this thing that I thought would make my my family happy, like my husband. Like I wanted to prove to him that I could be something or do something monetarily successful, but in my heart of hearts, that's not what makes me feel successful. So I was having such a hard time with that. And working with my coach really helped me be able to see that, to be able to hear what my intuition and what my heart was telling me. Otherwise, I might have just, you know, kept going into oblivion, but I I couldn't because burnout set in. So by July, I was in the middle of writing a book and had to, I just had to stop. Like the book I wrote before that, um, it was an Eliza Boyd book. It was the first book in my uh, True Love Animal Sanctuary series. And it was a series I was so excited to start writing because I really wanted to write about an animal sanctuary where, you know, these animals are getting rescued and the woman who works there finally finds love. And like, it was just going to be really exciting, a break from, you know, trying to write all of the, I don't know, the other stuff I was writing, the billionaire romance and all that kind of stuff, which nothing against that. I had a lot of fun writing those as well, but uh, this was supposed to be like just a nice break. And it was like pulling teeth. But I had to immediately start the next one because the book a month was my pace and I had to be consistent. And I got halfway through that. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I was so close to depression. I've I've talked about it on this podcast, I believe, um, where I had to just I had to tell my husband, I'm like, look, I know, you know, normally I just I plow through this or I, you know, pretend like it's not happening or whatever. I cover it up and I don't say a whole lot, just put my head down and do my thing. 
But this time it's different. It feels really different. And I don't want to be a mess. I just don't. So, and a mess to me is like, can't get out of bed, don't want to take care of myself. And I just, I can't do that. So I told him, I'm like, look, I need a break. And, you know, it doesn't feel right. Like I shouldn't, I don't deserve one or something. I don't know. But I, I stopped working by the end of July and into August because burnout was real. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, so by the time August rolled around, I had my writer's retreat, which was in Canada, which is why I needed to get my passport. And I went on that and I was able to, um, with my friends, create an outline for the second half of that book. And by the time I got home, which was like mid-August, I knocked that book out. I published it. Um, I had a pre-order set up, so I hit my pre-order date. I think I was even early. I just, I got it done. And But then even after that, I was like, this just has to stop. I cannot keep doing this. I'm not, I don't have plans for another book. Um, I mean, I guess I did. I, I had another book in that series that I quote unquote had to write. It was book three and it was the, like the main character's love story. Finally, I never got to that because just burnout wouldn't let me. My brain wasn't working and oh, so tired. Everything felt tough. Like I was wading through mud and it just, yeah, I had to stop. It wasn't happening and I wasn't going to force myself through that because it would just make things worse. So, uh, also in August, uh, during after I decided to stop writing for a little while, I was still working with my coach, and I watched a Kyle Cease interview. He was on Lewis Howe's podcast, The School of Greatness, and it set me off on this self-improvement spiral where I was watching a ton of his content. I really like a lot of his messages. I signed up for his monthly subscription group thing. Um, I only stayed in it for a couple months because I realized I wasn't utilizing it. I know for me, like I said, money wasn't a good driver for me to keep doing stuff. And it's not something that, uh, like if I spend it, it's also not something that makes me more committed than if I hadn't spent the money. So uh, it wasn't really helping me um, do any more self-improvement. There were other messages I wanted to hear, so I was doing that. But watching that video really led to a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of personal uh, things that I knew I needed to work on, and I'm thankful for that. So in September, I launched this podcast. I remember, I think it was July, I asked a friend who uh, what mic she was using, and I bought it. And I sat on this for a while, but by September, I was ready to go. I just recorded my intro episode and then that first episode about authenticity, which is my most listened to episode. I love that episode, and I love that it resonates with so many people and it gets them on this path because this path is so important. So I launched this in September. Also in September, I announced that I was closing the doors to my editing business. Um, that <laughs> I will, I can talk about that um, toward the end because that makes sense. And I don't think I left a note, so I'm going to try really hard to remember to talk about that for when I get to December. Uh, but yeah, I announced that I was closing the doors to that, which was huge for me because it was something I was holding on to um, without boundaries. I realized I had set some boundaries and kind of hoped for the best, and I usually got better responses than I imagined. But um, yeah, I just I still didn't have the boundaries around it that I liked, and I didn't like the way um, some clients were treating me, so I was done with that <laughs> and finally decided to choose myself first. The money wasn't worth it. I also traveled to Illinois to visit my family, um, and I got my two tattoos while I was there. 
They were my first ones. I I think that was number 10 and 11. They're my first ones in nine years, though, so it was a really long time. I got super sick between two plane rides, and uh, I learned that tattoos lower your immune system. So after all of these flights and staying with all of these people, I, you know, it just, it happens. I got really, really sick uh, when we got back, but I was, I think I was better by my birthday, which I also celebrated in September, my 34th birthday. Um, yeah, I don't really honestly remember what we did, which is fine. <laughs> I'd rather not remember than remember something awful. Like the year before, I got a group on for what I thought was a little cabin up in Prescott, and it turned out to be a motel. And it was like there were, I think, people high on meth or something next door. It's a memory we can laugh at now, but it was like, what the F? <laughs> anyway, I was also still working with my coach. Uh, in October, I got back on track with uh, my eating. So I found nutritarian eating again. I started meal planning and food prepping and felt amazing, which I kind of fell off because it was the holidays. We make excuses and my reasonings weren't super strong like they are going into 2020. But yeah, there was that. I also finally got around to making a golden milk latte mix, which maybe doesn't sound super exciting to you, but when I was making a golden milk latte every day, and I do still, but it's so much easier. Like my life is a thousand times easier by making this mix so I don't have to open up like, I don't know, five different bags and four different spices in order to make this every day. <laughs> so I found out the ratio that I really like and my mix is a thing now. The recipe, if you are interested, is up on the blog as well, fruitsoheart.com. Uh, we celebrated my husband's birthday in October. I finished working with my coach in October, which was so bittersweet because we had been through so much together. She's really like, because I you know, said yes to her offer of working with her. I started this podcast. I have learned this year how to be more authentic, how to just be myself. It's, I'm not perfect at this. This is definitely still a work in progress. Sometimes it feels like so much work in progress. And I know in November, I kind of hit this like, oh my gosh, I need Angelina. I don't know how to do this by myself kind of thing. Because I was so used to the accountability. And we even like in our last session talked about, okay, going forward, how do you do this on your own? And uh, there are some things that I still like, I'm still trying to balance my energies, masculine and feminine to make sure the perfectionist in me doesn't rear its ugly head too hard. Um, you know, and I'm trying to take that into 2020. Uh, but there have been other things that have come up, things that I know I need to work on. So I'm kind of I'm trying to just dig deep and use the tools that we used uh, to work through the other issues to keep working through these ones as well. Uh, and I think it was November or October when I binged all five seasons of Shit's Creek in a week. So that show is recommended <laughs> if you like really funny stuff. Uh, I genuinely enjoy that show so much. The final season is coming up next month and I'm really excited. I'm sad, but I'm excited to laugh. So there's that. Uh, November, I started working with a new coach on human design and in 2020, I will have her on the podcast. We're talking a lot of plans and I'm so excited for all the things we're cooking up. Uh, it's going to be an incredible year and experience with her. Um, but if you aren't familiar with human design, I've talked about it a couple times. I think it's something you should look into. You know, I'm super, I have like a, a very healthy skepticism on things, but this just explains so many things in my life 
and like who I am to my core as a person. So I definitely recommend looking into that. Uh, I also took myself out on a date. It was uh, just a, a night where my husband was, I think, out with his friends or he wasn't home for whatever reason. So I took myself to dinner. I went to Joanne Fabrics and I got some yarn. Uh, I think I, I ran to the grocery store. Just, the grocery store, if you guys don't know, is like my favorite place on this planet. So I had a really good night. It was just, oh, it was just really nice and to be out, to have no pressure, to do whatever. It was just kind of like a, a go with the flow. There was no guilt about spending money on myself or anything like that. It was just, it was a nice night to be by myself, I guess. Not that I don't love my husband, obviously. Those things aren't mutually mutually exclusive, you guys. You can have fun by yourself, which is something I learned in November. <laughs> also, when I went up to Sedona for the night by myself, um, it was just, I thought it was just I needed the time alone. My husband was working from home all week that week, and I was originally supposed to go, excuse me, I was supposed to go up to uh, Vegas that week, but my husband got in a car accident. My stepdaughter got in a car accident. Uh, I woke up that morning that I was supposed to go to Vegas with like a really upset stomach and I felt really bad because I wasn't sure if I was going to go. Then I told my friend I was going to go. And then that day I had to cancel on her and I just felt really terrible. Um, but by Wednesday I was like, I was supposed to have some time to myself this week and I love my alone time. So I found a place up in Sedona that seemed pretty nice. It was, you know, it was just for the night. I had to war with myself. I'm like, I could spend that money so many other ways. But uh, I really, like, by the time I got out there, my anxiety was sky high. I just, I felt, like, awful for being out and experiencing something new without my husband. Like, I had to, I had to do it because it made me realize how, like, codependent I felt in a certain way to some things. Um, yeah, it felt really selfish and just weird to have these new experiences without him. I'm definitely wanting to talk about this in another episode in 2020 because creating self-identity self within a marriage, you know, when you're trying to go through this, who am I? How do I be authentic? What are my core values? And all that kind of stuff when you're already in a partnership can be very scary because you don't want to lose what you have. Um, but you like need what you don't have. So it's really, it's been tough. So that's something I want to talk about uh, later in the year. Uh, in November, I also did a professional photo shoot with a local photographer. So I have pictures for the website I was supposed to launch. <laughs> uh, it's mostly like put together. I've just been dragging my feet, doing other things. Uh, I had an idea for this podcast that I either want to create another one or totally rebrand this one. I'm not really sure. So the website's just kind of been hanging out there. Um, but the photos turned out really cool and I can't wait to share them. So I will. I rebranded the podcast logo. So what you see now is not original. It was something different, but I really like the idea of having the core colors and the core fonts. And I think this is just, um, it's more eye-catching, I guess. It doesn't feel like me and it doesn't feel like it embodies the feel of this podcast. So I think that's another reason why I was thinking about completely rebranding, like with a new name and everything. Um, but I'm also playing with the idea of just starting a new one. So we'll see. 
Um, but in November, I also published my very first Michelle Kampmeyer book project, which was my morning routine journal. And I talked a little bit about that in episode number 15, because that was supposed to be the episode all about my morning routine and how I'm utilizing my journal. But we can segue into December on this. My dog died and that just like halted everything. And even I had already been feeling like I didn't want to talk about the morning routine podcast episode. As soon as I put like a limit or a theme on the episode I want to do next, it's like my brain, the creativity has gone. And I really just like to be able to show up and talk about what I'm going through and kind of package that as much I can, as much as I can into some kind of like, you know, every podcast episode needs a title. So I need to have some kind of main theme. But other than that, I don't like to pre-plan that stuff too much. I like to have ideas of what I'm going through or what I'm thinking about talking about. But when I plan it too far in advance, my brain's just like, no. So that was something I learned this year about the podcast. Um, But yeah, so December of 2019, our dog died. He was only eight and a half. And it was it was so sudden. Like I said in my episode, we woke up that day. It was a normal day. Uh, he seemed fine, and then he throughout the day just showed signs of not being fine. I made an appointment for Wednesday. It was a Monday, and that quickly uh, it became very clear that waiting till Wednesday wasn't going to cut it. Um, but by the time we got him to the emergency vet, it just um, yeah, he didn't make it. So, yeah, December was a pretty – started off pretty tough. That was not uh, the way I thought that day, that week, this year would go. Um, you know, we have a 12-year-old dog. She's almost 12. She'll be 12 in March, uh, who we were way more worried about. Um, but she's fine, and it's been almost a month now, and She's just enjoying the single dog life, so that's something that we've been doing this month. She's getting walks every day. If I have to run a short errand, she gets to come with me in the car. Uh, she thinks we're, she's going everywhere with us now, which is kind of sad. Like Christmas was really tough because we can't bring her to our parents. They have a, a bunch of small dogs, and they my dog came from a home where she was being abused by dogs, so she's very protective of herself and of us, and that doesn't go very well, so we can't take her there. And leaving her on Christmas was really hard for me. And I just broke down in the car. I missed my other dog. It was just a mess. But yeah, we're just, we're hanging in there. I kind of redirected a lot of my energy into creating my own planner and bullet journal pages. Uh, Through everything that I learned in uh, Sarah Steckler's Published with Purpose course about creating your own journal and planner, I used that to create my own planner pages. So I didn't have any aspirations of creating an entire book or, you know, like a a 2020 planner for anybody to buy on Amazon. I really just wanted to make this for myself. And of course, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I can use this for next year to create, you know, either um, a planner for the half year or a quarterly planner or just to launch a 2021 planner. I'm building my skills and I'm finding out what works for me. And then maybe I can, you know, have a core team who will test these things and, um, you know, give me feedback. So I don't know. I haven't done any of that. And I actually decided to just bite the bullet. (laughs) I'm cracking myself up and buy a blank dotted grid, dot grid 
uh, journal. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna try my hand at actual bullet journaling. I'm already feeling hesitant because I don't like a blank page at all. <laughs> but I think that creating my own pages uh, in Canva helped give me an idea of what I can do. You know, when the page is blank in my hands. So it's not the same because I don't have a lot of artistic ability. And I say that, you know, I'm not being modest. I'm just not good at it. And that's okay. The the whole point of this year, this coming year, which I'll talk about in another episode, is really just learning what works. Um, In 2019, I learned a lot of what wasn't working. So 2020 is going to be a year of testing things out and getting some feedback. I want to, I want to track some stuff, um, like sleep patterns or, um, moods or some other habits that I have. I, you know, like I said, I have a, a tarot journal now. I'm going to have a moon journal. Uh, I don't have to be perfect at this stuff. You know, 2020 is like going to be the opposite of perfection. Like just do not care about that. I just have to try and test stuff and see what works. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm waiting for my bullet journal to come in, and I will give that a go as soon as it's here. It should uh, should be here, I think, tomorrow, of course, last <laughs> last day of the year. Um, so the rest of this week will probably be about getting that set up. Um, I also drove 35 minutes just for banana bread, simply because it would make me happy. I I don't think I I'm not re- I don't remember if I posted about this on my Instagram. But working with my human design coach, uh, we talked about like one of my things uh, in my, it's called my incarnation cross is joy, like experiencing joy, having new experiences and um, basically embodying love. And in order to do that, I have to enjoy my life. So she encouraged me to go get this banana bread that I love, but it's at a restaurant that's like 35 minutes away in downtown Phoenix. And uh, I was like, mm, I don't really need this banana bread. You know, I don't need to spend the money, blah, blah, blah. She's like, would it make you happy? And I was like, well, yeah. When wouldn't banana bread make you happy? You know, so uh, I got in the car and I went and got this banana bread and it made me freaking happy. And, and like I look back now, I'm like, that was such a cool experience because it's not something I would have done. But and now I'm asking myself that more often. And I know I'm spending a little bit more money, but I'm also being more intentional with what I'm spending money on, on things that will make me happy rather than just spending the money because I think I want it or because I quote unquote need it. So it's kind of a it's a push and pull, but I think it's good. I think it's a good question to ask. If it's not something you're doing, you should maybe try that. Uh, also, last thing, uh, my husband and I binged the show Letterkenny on Hulu, which was freaking hysterical. Uh, it took a couple episodes. It's very Canadian and very different, but now we basically only speak in Letterkennyisms, so <laughs> it's very quotable, and that's about all we all we say now, and it's hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so last thing, like I said, I would talk a little bit about my editing business. I decided to close the doors on that. I did can't I don't think I did an edit before the one I did on the 15th. Um, and that was going to be my last one, but another client emailed me to work on another one at the uh, the dates I gave her, she couldn't make the deadline. I really wanted to 
make it work because that's how I am in my editing business where I kind of make decisions that I don't actually want to do, but I'm here to help. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I basically bend over backwards and offer up these dates that I don't actually want to edit. (laughs) But, uh, and you know, the universe must have known that because it ended up not working out. Um, But in like a, a dumpster fire kind of way where I was just really, like I really upset. So, um, yeah. And it's not something I can express to a client, you know, like I don't, I don't have the language. I don't, uh, I don't know how to say it nicely. And what was the point? Honestly, it was the end of, you know, we're we're not going to work together anymore anyway. I've got nothing really nice to say about how it happened. And yeah, it just didn't feel like something I needed to to say. So I haven't responded to the very last email and that makes me feel kind of bad because I don't like when people do that to me. I mentioned uh, like an episode or two ago about how someone did that to me where they just didn't reply to my email and I don't <laughs> I don't like that. I feel like it's super unprofessional. Um but I can see how if you don't have anything nice to say, then, you know, it's better to probably just not say anything at all. And it's not that I don't have anything nice to say at all. Uh I just don't have anything nice to say about the situation right now. Um, you know, I did. So it is what it is. But uh, it was just a good reminder of this is why you need boundaries and that I never had any and I didn't place the right ones around this, especially this particular relationship. And yeah, it's okay to decide that you don't want to handle that kind of behavior anymore. You don't want to accept it. Um, So yeah, I had to close the doors and that's, you know, it's all right. So I am free probably until March. Uh, when it comes to editing, which means I don't have an income except for my book money, which uh, is pretty low because I'm not advertising, I'm not marketing, I'm not sending my emails, I'm not doing any of that. Um, it's not nothing, which is nice. Uh, I think this month was uh, over $200 that I, you know, I didn't have to work that hard for. So I really can't complain uh, about an extra $200. So that's nice. Um, I was just talking with someone else about how I had, I had been contemplating getting a part-time job, uh, just to, you know, number one, get out of the house. Number two, have, you know, kind of routine, uh, number three, make money, obviously. But the idea of someone else having control of my time, like of having to ask somebody to take a day off or, you know, to be sick and not have the luxury to just stay in bed and not have to call someone or something, you know, like all of that stuff is really grating on my nerves. I feel basically, uh, unemployable kind of, and I, maybe I shouldn't announce that on a podcast when I'm thinking about getting a part-time job, but, um, you know, I don't know. That's just, that's kind of how I'm feeling in this moment. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I may, you know, I may do anything. I have no idea. (laughs) 2020 is just a blank slate except for my health. That's really, you know, the one thing I want to focus on that that was a huge thing that was pointed out to me this year through, you know, going through burnout and trying to eat better in October and feeling so good and then making choices that didn't align with that and not feeling very well. Uh, you know, that just it shows me how much I need to pay attention to my health and that it has to come first without compromise at least in most cases, um, and not because I need to be perfect at it, but because I am worth having really good health. So yeah, I'll talk about my 2020 goals. I haven't exactly like spelled them out. They're just, they're very vague in my head, but 
I want to actually say, like, write them out, you know, maybe in the form of SMART goals for the first time because I have been so caught up in needing to be perfect at stuff that setting goals is like terrifying because I'm probably not going to hit them because in my head, you know, I'm not consistent. I don't finish what I start, blah, blah, blah. So actually the finish what I start thing is something I'll probably talk about in my 2020 goals podcast episode. But yeah, for now, I think that's it. That's my year in review, you guys. It was a crazy year. Uh, We had some really high highs, some really low lows, things I was not expecting on both sides of the spectrum. And yeah, that was, you know, it was really interesting to put this little like timeline together to see how everything unfolded. And, you know, hindsight is 2020. Looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, that makes sense that these things happen this way and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, just, you know, if you get a chance, I guess my action step for you is to take a look back. You know, we talked about reflection. It's really hard to, you know, see where you want to go if you don't at all take into consideration the things that you've been through or, you know, what you've learned from the past. So I hope you, you know, as this new year approaches, take a little bit of time to go back through this year. Maybe you have an annual certain thing that you do that helps you with this reflection. Um, But if you don't, this could be the year you start that, you know, just I went through my social media to see what had happened throughout the year, the different things that I, you know, wasn't super aware of um, as I looked back in my head. So that helped a lot. Um, But you don't have to do it. It doesn't have to be super deep. Just, you know, you probably know the highlights or the major things. So take a look at those. And what lessons can you take from those into 2020 so that, you know, this fresh start can be just that. And it can be a brand new year of new possibilities or, you know, where you'll double down on the things that you maybe didn't do this year and really wanted to. Maybe you've learned enough that, you know, this is it. This is going to be the year you make it happen. And I hope it is for you. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in the first episode of the new year. So you guys have a wonderful and safe New Year's Eve. I hope New Year's Day is amazing for you and it sets the tone for a wonderful year. I will talk to you guys in 2020. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free by emailing me at discoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at discoveryourselfpod. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I would also love it if you would send this episode to a friend or someone you know who might need this message in their life too. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.